online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. Oh, dear God. I didn't know we would have uh, Paul Whittington singing along with the jingle there, but hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, listen, you are listening to uh, the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, we are in Garner today. We are, you know, I always like to say we're on a Whitehall Drive in Kenston. No, no, no. Only the cats remain in uh, in Whitehall Meow. Lane. Wait a minute. How did a cat get a microphone? Meow. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm talking to Shane Albee right now. <laughs> I love Shane, man. Did you hear what I did yesterday? Well, let, let me set this up real quick. This is, uh, today is Friday, February the 17th in the year of the Lord, 2023. It's hour two of episode 804. If you missed the first hour, you missed a really fast-moving great hour with Paul Whittington and Scott Whittington. A lot of Paul Whittington getting us uh, caught up on Daytona 500, which is uh, Saturday or us uh, Sunday, well, the stadium series between the uh, Hurricanes and the Capitals, that is tomorrow. Really hadn't talked to any can, can college I, baseball Can I make yet? one ahead. more mention about that? We Please. talked about last night's Hall of Fame game. Yeah. And I didn't even mention that the Canes won 6-2. Seth yeah. Jarvis had a hat trick in front of his dad and brother in the crowd last night. Really cool. Man, this team, this Hurricanes team, it just it's got that feel of, of a very special season, doesn't it? It does. It certainly does. So. That's all I'm going to say because I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. <laughs> I just remember, here's the thing. That's what I hate about hockey. There's so many things I love about hockey, but if there's something that I hate about hockey is all you got to do is make the playoffs, Paul and Scott. And, I yeah. mean, after that, anything can happen. We've seen eight seeds topple one seed. It happened in Tampa Bay a few years mm-hmm. ago yeah. uh, where they were swept. Not just an eight seed beating a one seed, but Tampa got uh, swept in the first round. And that can happen. I mean, you get a, a hot goalie and anything can happen. So all you got to do is make the playoffs. And the, that's really, again, you look at the NFL. We had the two best teams in the Super Bowl last week. I mean, would you guys, I mean, Philadelphia and Kansas City, in my opinion, those were the two best teams all year long. Maybe Cincinnati. I'd throw Cincinnati in there too. Yep. But, uh, but essentially you had the two best teams. And I think you had the best team win uh, last week too. The NBA playoffs, listen, there's no eight seed. That's going to win. That's going to you know get out of the play-in tournament and then be the number one seed. It's just not going to happen. I mean, oh, I think the last time it happened. <laughs> there you go. Right. It's not happened since 1995. Help me out here. Uh, other sports. Uh, so hold on, hold on. You said it's never going to happen, and then you said it's happened. Well, it's never going to happen again. Okay. There's All too right. much. There's too much money in it, and that's the thing that kind of bugs me a little bit about the NHL and the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, I guess if you are a fan of a seven seed or a six seed, you'd be happy. But, man, the Hurricanes are playing so well. They're the second-best team well, in the league this year. I mean, so, yes, who who's the best team in the in the NBA right now? In the NBA, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I'm sorry, the Boston Celtics. Boston, Boston Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. Who's the worst team? Uh, probably San Antonio. Would you not agree, Scott? I, I'm looking. I wish Richard so was on the line with us right San now. San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio. Charlotte's not far behind them. I'm yeah. about to say Charlotte. So uh, they've like, actually strung some wins together, though, which doesn't make sense to me. But but go ahead, Paul. Well, the the point that the point that I'm trying to make is in the NBA, uh, the best team probably going to beat the worst team on any given night. Yeah, right. I, I think that's just the way that typically goes. Uh, but in hockey, I I think, and this is what I love about the NHL, the like yes, you have bottom feeders in the league, you have the the cream of the crop in the league, but they're really not that far apart. Yeah. They're really not that far apart. And we have seen the bottom of the league teams come in and beat Carolina. We saw it with Arizona. We saw it with um, 
Vancouver. not not Columbus, but Vancouver. Uh, we we've seen these teams that shouldn't that the Carolina Hurricanes should dominate come in and, and beat the Hurricanes, and it's and it's any given night in the NHL, and and that's what I love about this league, and I think that's what makes the Stanley Cup one of the hardest trophies to win in sports because when you get to the playoffs, these teams are so evenly matched. And I agree with you. And when the Hurricanes finally started making it back to the playoffs and they were a four seed or a six seed or whatever, I was excited about that. Hey, anybody can win. But then when you're at the top, you don't want anybody to win. You want the team that's played so well in the regular season to to come out on top. And that's what kind of, uh, you know, I hope that's what happens this year. I hope so, too. I hope Except every, for Boston. I hope, I hope Boston goes straight to hell. I hope the – me too. Any team in black and yellow. But yeah. uh, I, I want to win every cup from now until the – Till the end of eternity. I just got a uh, message from Sam. The talks won't leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, we brought Molly with us up yeah. here to uh, Raleigh, so uh, that that's one of the reasons that that's what's going on there. Tell you what, we're going to get up here on our Spence Automotive guest line right now, uh, Joey and Luke Cannon. And as always, uh, our big interview is brought to you by UNC Lenore Healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview right here on the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kinston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins and all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's jump into our big interview. Man, we talked to high school basketball earlier. We've been talking Daytona. We've been talking uh, the Carolina Hurricanes from the stadium series that's taking place this weekend. Man, we are four days away from the start of the 2023 high school baseball season. And to kick everything off, we needed to have the best player in uh, in our area. Heck, one of the best players in the state of North Carolina joining us here. Uh, and his father is Luke and Joey Cannon. Luke Cannon, the star pitcher for North Lenore High School, and his pops, uh, Joey Cannon. Who have I got on line? Is, is it you right now, Joey? Actually, Brian, it's me and Luke Burke. Oh, got both of you. That's even better. I love both it. Yes. I love it. You guys, and I'll tell you what, I'll start with you here, Joey, if you don't mind. I mean, you and I, we stay in touch uh, during the off season. Had a, a, just a very exciting signing for uh, Luke uh, when he uh, formally signed with uh, Campbell University uh, back in the fall. What has this ride been like for you? We haven't even had one pitch of the regular season yet for the 23 uh, uh, prep, uh, prep uh, baseball season here. Joey, but it's been a, it's been an exciting ride already, hasn't it, Joey? It has, it has. Um, since he started playing when he was eight, we've he's he's loved baseball. We've gone to a lot of places. We've been to uh, Kentucky, Florida, Georgia. Um, I think I've gone to places that I normally wouldn't go to if it wasn't for Luke playing baseball. So he's been all over the country playing baseball, and it's been it's been a great ride. It's been a joy to watch him grow and mature and turn into the fellow he is today 
Absolutely. And uh, what did it mean to you, Joey, when, I mean, what a great signing ceremony. And Luke, I told you this too. I've been to a hundred of these things. So there's probably more than that, probably 200 signing ceremonies uh, in my life, having covered uh, high school sports for 31 years. And, you know, you it, just do the math. If I go to five or six a year, that's going to be 150, 200 right there. I got to tell you, I don't remember the last time, Joey, that I saw so many uh, students, so many community people. I mean, a major league baseball player showed up to a signing. What did that mean to you, Joey, to uh, have that kind of community support for your son uh, when he signed with Campbell? It, it meant a lot. It, it, it showed me that Luke does the right things. He he treats people with kindness. Um, he shows the adults respect. Um, he He's a leader. He might not be the leader, you know, with a voice or the one that talks the loudest, but he shows it on the field. Um, and the, the day that he signed, I think I got like 65 text messages. Um, it was just unreal. I, I was getting messages from California. So Luke with, with social media nowadays, Luke has friends from California to Puerto Rico. Um, it's, it's unreal, but to have the, the people show up like that and show that they care, the family, the coaches, um, it was really nice. And I think the best thing was that I think just about every one of his ex-coaches texted or reached out to him, and that meant a lot. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, that makes uh, the next natural question here, and it goes to you, Luke. And uh, Hey, I should have welcomed you guys. Good morning. Uh, thank you for coming on with me this morning, Luke. Good morning. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. It's going great. Uh, hey, high school baseball season, four days away. You can't beat that. That's for sure. Uh, but I want to talk about your signing day, Luke. And I know we had you on. We've talked to we talked to you a little bit about it. But what did that mean to you when, uh, you know, you're up there and the, the, the bright lights are on you and uh, you look out there and your teammates are there and Sean Armstrong's there, your family, your friends. Uh, it looked like close to about 100 people turned out for your uh, signing that day. What did that mean to you to have that kind of support uh, on one of the most important days of your life? It meant a lot. It said that, you know, all my friends and family and teammates cared. And, yeah, it just meant a lot for them all to be there, for all, for all of us to be able to enjoy it together. Well, one of the neat things too, and I've held, I held your feet to the fire the whole time. I mean, I listen, you know, I'm outside your bubble. I'm not you and and in your uh, pops bubble, but I can tell you from being outside, I heard the buzz of the Carolinas who were interested in, you know, getting you on the Tar Heel roster. And I know ECU uh, would, would love to have Luke Cannon on the team, but you stuck with Campbell the entire time. And I'm not denigrating Campbell at all. This is one of the top up and coming programs in the nation right now. And I think... By the time you get there next year uh, with all the other talented people they've signed, this is a program that could be borderline top 25 next year, Luke. But you, why did you decide to stay with Campbell the entire ride, the entire recruiting process, and then put your uh, your uh, signature to the dotted line? I really like their coaching staff and how they play and with their players. You know, I talked to many schools, and, you know, not none of them felt – like I said, and this is right, it's the Campbell coaches and how Campbell plays to come to and plays the game. And that's really what made my decision for me, which is the coaching staff. How bright is the future over there, Luke, for uh, Campbell University? Again, like I said, the buzz is out there with your signing, with some of the other signings that the Camels have done over the past couple of years, and even in the uh, probably even in the upcoming class too. How bright is the future uh, up there in Campbell? It's very bright. You know, they've been to the – they've played a regional 
in a region the last couple of years, and you know they just had to run up against one of the top teams in the country that went on that was the number one seed or went on to be the winner. And they're just trying to look and get past the regionals, hold us, uh, have a being a super regional, and at some point, you know, make it to Omaha. You know what? Same, kind of the same question for you here, Joey. Uh, just the. Uh, the uh the program that they're building up there in Bowie's Creek, I mean, it it is impressive and I mean it's a place where you're looking forward to having your son go play, isn't it? It is. It is. It's a program when when Lich first started getting recruited, to be honest, Campbell wasn't even a college that, that I was thinking about, but this was a process that we told Luke from the beginning. I think when he was eight years old, he gave us a list of ten schools that he wanted to go to at eight. When he was eight, um, eight years old. When, when he was eight years old, he gave us a list of ten schools. That, right, I think one of them was Long Beach State, and I told him, I said, well, bud, that's a pretty good good ride. But um, when he when he chose Campbell, and Luke was the first recruit for the 2023 class, and when we met with the coach and he, he called Luke and he started recruiting him, that was a big deal. He said – when he told him, you know, you're our first recruited 2023. And then once Luke signed or he, he committed, then the guys just started falling. I started seeing they've got, I think, six of the top 25 pitchers in the state of North Carolina committed in that class. Wow. Um, they've got outfielders. They've got a, this top shortstop from Florida committed. So th- that 2023 class, uh, the last I heard, has got a good chance to be ranked in the top 20, 25 for class coming in next year. So I think his future is really bright. That is amazing. Uh, little Campbell university that, that just makes me even that much more excited for what's going to be happening up there. But on the line with us right now on our Spence automotive guest line, we're being joined by Luke cannon, the, uh, senior pitcher, senior starting pitcher for, uh, North Lenore high school. Again, a Campbell university, uh, signee. But and Luke, we've already talked. We're already talking about you playing for Campbell. Well, heck, we've got a senior season for you over at North Nor to talk about, uh, and in one of the most talented uh, teams in recent history, and probably going all the way back to that 2005 to 2007 window at North Lenore High School. Those teams that won two state championships and won a uh, or ended up being the runner up in 2007. There's a lot of buzz, Luke, around uh, you and your Hawks this year. How are you guys dealing with that? Yes, sir. It's exciting. You know, we know how good and you know how good this team can be, but you know we just try to bring it our work every day and get better. And you know, we're going to take it one game, one practice at a time this year. Everybody knows. I mean, you're the number one pitcher, obviously, on this Hawks team, and uh, and like I said, one of the best pitchers in the entire state of North Carolina right now. But who is going to be that number two starter for uh, for you guys uh, at North and over in Wheat Swamp? Oh, it's probably going to be Jackson Jenkins. You know, he's, he was really good for us last year. He had a great run in the playoffs and, you know, a great regular season as well. He's going to be a great pitcher this year for us. Brag on him a little bit. What are his strengths, Luke? You know, his fastball has movement. It's tough. It's tough to get a barrel on it. And then he has a really good curveball. And then he also throws a change up. You know, he's, he's really good. He has a good arsenal, and he knows how to use it. Very good. And like I said, just a lot of people talking about that. That's on the mound uh, with the bats, though. I mean, you guys have got a lot of bats over there north and north. Again, 10 seniors on this team. Very rarely do you get 10 seniors on a baseball team, but then when you have the kind of uh, talent 
that's uh, on this Hawk squad to uh, brag on some of those guys that are going to be swinging the bats for you this year, uh, Luke. Yes, sir. Well, we have we have Hunter Colum, our shortstop. You know, he's able to find barrel a lot, and he has a great eye. He gets walked a lot. His on base percentage was through the roof last year. And then you have then you have Blake, who gives you a little bit of everything with his speed, and then his chance to have ability to have power at the plate and making balls leave the yard. And then you know Matt, Matt, guys like Matt Hill, who just they're hit early in the lineup, just get on base and just run producers, and then. Jacob Suggs, Tyler Sears, there's a whole lot of us. Brayden Olsen. You guys are tight, too. I know that uh, Michael Humphrey did a uh, video with you guys, and it you could tell this is a team that is close to each other. You guys seem like it, it's not just that you, you, know, you, you put your uniforms on, you go out to practice, or you go to games. You guys are close off the field, too, aren't you? Yes, sir, we are. We, we, I mean, even as a team, all the whole team, before the first game of every week, we go to get team breakfast, and we're always hanging out, doing stuff, like watching games with each other and all that type of stuff. If I, if I'm now bear in mind that I was really busy at the Kenston North Lenore East Central 2A championship game last night, but, uh, I think we had some, uh, North Lenore baseball players sitting under us there too in the crow's nest, didn't we? <laughs> yes, sir. We were there. <laughs> I know I heard uh, Matt Hill uh, talking to his uncle and trying to get, uh, you know, Jason Bryant, who works for 960 Bull and 960thebull.com, WRNS and all that. I heard him going, Uncle Jay, Uncle Jay. And then uh, after the game was over, he he kept doing two to one. I was like, what is he talking about, two to one? But then I realized what he was saying was North and North beat Kenson two out of three games. That that's, uh, that that's what he was trying to tell us, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> How much fun was that? I know you guys came out on the short end last night, but again, you guys are there as a team supporting your basketball team. Uh, how much fun was that to uh, be out there at Kenston High last night? Yeah, it was it was fun to go out there and you know see the guys get so close to what they've been trying to do, and it's been fun watching the guys get hot and you know start winning. And you know they came up a little bit short, but I'm so proud of all of them guys. And I think it's going to be a team that I think can go two or three rounds in the playoffs, too. I really do. Uh, we were talking about that in the first hour. I think uh, you, North of North basketball has caught some uh, lightning in a bottle, and I think they're going to be able to continue that. But we're talking baseball right now with Luke Cannon, Joey Cannon here on our Spence Automotive guest line on 960TheBull and 960TheBull.com. And uh, what are your expectations, Luke? I mean, I, and Joey, I'm going to ask you here in a moment, too, but I want to start with you, Luke. Just is it a – uh, championship or bust season. What 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 are your expectations for this season, uh, Luke? That uh, that you have for your Hawks this season. I mean, I feel like every year you play a game, it should be championship or bust. I mean, obviously, the chances of you winning a championship or you know for it to happen every year is not going to happen. But I mean, I feel like that's always got to be your mindset going into a season. Is that I mean, your ultimate goal is to win a championship. But obviously, this year when we have so much. So much coming back and so much opportunity. It's in it's in our heads a little bit more, but it's still just going out there and practicing every day and you know taking the game one game at a time and building up wins to get to be able to go where you want to. That voice you're listening to, Luke Cannon, this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. Joey, same question for you, uh, Luke's pop. Uh, you know, uh, you're you're not on the team, but you've been a part of this team for so long. What 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 are your expectations? What do you think is going to happen with this 23 version of the North Lenore Hawks? Well, on, on paper, I, I think they're a top 
you know, three team in the state, but you have to play it on the field. You have to take it practice by practice, game by game. Uh, I think we can see with the Tar Heels, you can be number one on paper, and it doesn't really mean what, what anything really. So they have to put the work in, but I, I do think they have a, an opportunity to do something very special. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen a team this close is the way they hang out, the way their chemistry is just unreal. And I, I this off season, I've seen a lot of guys at the house, 10, 11 deep at the house, and they're really focused. They constantly talk about baseball. They they all go to the gym together after practice. So I, I think if, if all the hard work they're putting in, if they put it into the season, I think it's got a, a very good chance to be a good season. But they have to take it game by game. Absolutely. I mean, that again, the, what a great analogy there. What a great comparison to uh, the Carolina basketball team who came into the season number one in the uh, number one in the AP poll, number one uh, in every poll that you could find and struggling the way they are right now. Again, uh, Joey and Luke Cannon joining us here for a couple more minutes on the Brian Hanks show this morning. And Luke, let me ask you this. Uh, you guys made a deep, deep run into the uh, 2A state playoffs last year. In fact, one of the final four teams. What are some of the lessons that you learned from that uh, deep run last year? What are some of the lessons that the team learned that you're going to apply to this season? Just, you know, just staying together. I mean, there's a lot to learn from all the all the deep uh, playoff round losses. But, you know, it's just it's just trying to build off that, you know, keeping the, the feeling that you felt that sucked so much at the end of the season keep it making you want to get better and doing that well i tell you what i gotta ask you this too we're big fans obviously here uh, on the show of jackson massey your uh, head baseball coach who has uh, just done a, a great job with that program i mean taking a program that's already had some uh some great history behind it and even taking it to the next level what is it like playing for him what kind of coach is he luke Coach Massey's a great coach. You know, he's he he's out there telling us like the place is run, and we you know executing them, make sure we're trying to do them as perfectly as possible. And you know, he's a right before the games, he's a great motivator to get us going. And, you know, he's just he does a lot for all of us. Well, very good. Well, listen, uh, Luke Cannon, Joey Cannon. Uh, first game is this Tuesday, scheduled for this Tuesday for this North Norhawks team. I know uh, talking to Jason Bryant last night, we're going to do our best to be out there and do some games on the radio of uh, you guys out there this year. Listen, thank you so much for joining me this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. Can't wait to see uh, what's going to happen with this 2023 uh, North Nor uh, baseball team, Luke and Joy. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. There you go. Uh, and again, thank you to Joey and Luke Cannon for joining us here. Very excited about what's going to happen uh, this year. And uh, Paul Whittington, uh, we're going to try to get out there and do a few games this year. I hope so. I've been I've been begging for it for the last couple of seasons. I, you have. I and we you know we did a Facebook live game a couple of years ago at North and North had a had a tremendous amount of fun. Uh, we were outnumbered in the press box by a group of Hartzels, but uh, that was <laughs> that was great company to be in, and I and I hope we get to do a couple more this year. I absolutely, I hope so too. And uh, the buzz is out there. You know, listen, I've been talking. You talking about it. We, we always have good basketball here. I mean, Kinston year in, year out. We're talking about another 21 season for them. North Lenore, what they have done uh, this year, especially getting hot right here at the end of the season. And I think they're going to go a couple rounds deep in the playoffs. Uh, Parrot Academy's girls, they're in the third round of the state playoffs yeah. too. I mean, uh, Kelly Johnson 
has done a tremendous job uh, here in his last season with them. But baseball, I mean, Lenore Community College, Scott, as you know, I mean, listen, I are you going to be at all shocked if uh, they make a run at uh, the coll- at the NJCA College World Series? Not one bit. I mean, Gary Smith has done a tremendous job out there rebuilding a program that, honestly, four years ago, they were talking about disbanding. I, mean, I don't know if it ever got to formal talks about it, but I know there was conversation, Scott, that they mm-hmm. were talking about getting rid of the LCC baseball program. Yep. That there were a very brief window of those talks, but Coach Gary Smith has come in and really turned things around. Um, and when he got hired, I said, "This, this." I even told Coach Florence, said, "This is the hire." Yeah, I'm I mean, telling you. And he has brought in energy and dancing, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a great weekend for uh, Lenore Community College athletics there too. But uh, but just to tie it all together, LCC, I think it's going to make a run at the College World mm-hmm. Series. I think uh, North Lenore. I haven't seen any polls yet, but they've got to be one or two in the state coming into this year. So, uh, really excited about that. I tell you what, guys, uh, why don't we get John and Jonathan in here? Did you know they're up here? Uh, they're waiting in your green room, right? Yes, they're waiting in the green room. I have a green room. <laughs> yes, they are. We're gonna play the birthday game with them uh, when we finish that. We'll have about uh, probably about eight or nine minutes left to uh, just recap everything. Let's get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up the show. Wrap up the week here on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Goeco Office. Wait a minute. Presented by Lenore Community College. Birthday games presented by Goeco Office Automation. It's Friday, finally Friday, February the 17th in the year of the Lord 2023. It's time to play the birthday game. And my God, if we could only talk about on the air what we talk about before we start. Uh, I don't think that would be a good idea, Brian. <laughs> we, we, would, we would all be homeless and single. <laughs> like, well, yeah, one, two, yeah. And off the air, we'd be definitely be off all the air. All I can air. say is choose your underarm deodorant carefully. <laughs> Wait a minute. I love it. I love it. Shoms that we do is. Okay, that's all I have to say. Fine. What? <laughs> yep. Nope. You Did know, I cross the line. Who sponsors this segment? <laughs> no, no, we've done. We got to talk about you too. Well, I promised talk about everybody. <laughs> okay, I t- yesterday I promised uh, our our listeners when I got my good friends John Dawson and Jonathan Massey in here. I want to make an announcement. Are you ready for the announcement? Can you give me a drum roll, please? Pl- throw a drum roll. We accept this. you as you are, Brian. <laughs> we still love you. <laughs> Well, that's not the announcement. <laughs> I'm saving that for later, okay? Your announcement is something you've mentioned on the air ten times already. But I want to formally announce it, okay? You got to put a tuxedo that, on? Is that well, what that means? Well, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Here, did you see over the weekend during the Super Bowl, you 2 had a commercial announcing, you know, the, they're going to be playing at the MGM Spear. They're going to open the MGM Spear. There was a Super Bowl? I didn't see any of it. Anyway. I don't know. I think Jonathan and I did a pretty good job talking about it on Monday's show, didn't we, Jonathan? Did you not hear what I said about the last – oh, God. Yeah, anyway. Might as well not be here. <laughs> well, you're not the sports guy. Jonathan and Who I are the sports Who said the last second play? Of the uh, first half. That? Of the first half. <laughs> anyway, but you two announced formally that – I mean, it's been rumors, it's been all this, but – and it's been all week long. I mean, you know, I'm oh, a Oh, what did they fan. say, man? <laughs> That they are going to be doing a residency at the MGM Spear, mm-hmm. a brand new facility that's as big as three football fields, and it's a spear. I mean, it literally is not a spear like you would throw if you were in the jungle. Sphere, sphere, yeah, S P H E R E, and it's perfectly round, 
And so it's, it's Epcot gonna, Center for Vegas. Basically, and it's going to have 160,000. There is no way on on God's green earth you're going to put me in the middle of an enclosure with that many people. <laughs> you can forget. Well, it, it only holds. Uh, now, standing, it said 21,000 or seated 16,000. I'm also people. not standing for two hours. <laughs> well, I'm hoping it's going to be seating because I'm old. You know, my back hurts. I mean, walk. You know? if I'm doing a show, I could go for three hours because I get to move. But yeah. just standing still for two. Get out Jonathan and I have done it. Haven't yeah. we? I've stood for longer than that. Yeah, stood for longer than that. Well, At a you U2 can, show. You could get I'm out there and cut enough. a little rug, John. Yeah, yeah, we'd like to see you uh, shake your hips. Those hips don't lie. Anyway, you know what? I'm, I'm getting away from what I wanted to talk about here. No. <laughs> I am formally inviting, and this is going to be because you two Brian do so has much a tuxedo for, on. Yeah. You two have done so much for this show. You've helped this thing become a, it's a it's a rocket ship's going up the, the ratings okay yes we're in the book we're like i don't even know where we are now but we're i think <laughs> we're about three thousand thirty-five hundred listeners that listen to this show how mm. about those potatoes over there john dawson that's not even counting the afternoons and other uh, cities it does not you're absolutely so. right i mean we have people listening to this show anyway to get to the point i want to take you jonathan massey and you john dawson i'm going to pay for your flight I'm gonna pay for your hotel room, all you got, and your tickets to the concert is gonna be my gift to both of you. Okay, you and I have done this before, John, Jonathan Massey. Tell him when we went to St. Louis, remember? Yeah, I promise not to do what we did on the way to St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, all you the stories I hear about your road trips just make me eager to join <laughs> in. Now I will say, have we, you ever been uh, drunk before 9 a.m.? I've never been drunk. Before. <laughs> Jonathan and I have. <laughs> now I've enjoyed our road trips because yeah. I could we're tethered to the earth. Mm -hmm. I'm off. If it's a road trip in a vehicle, I'm with you. Well, it, it would take us almost a week to get there. We are, think of all the fun we'd have in the car. Are you going to be able? Could you take? Because it starts in September or October, and I don't want to go to the, one of the first couple of shows because I've already been told that. Uh, those tickets are already going to be crazy. And I'm not even going to tell you how much they're going to be because I want it to be a gift to y'all. But it's going to be a lot of money. Is this, okay? is this your way of telling us that we're no longer on the show? No. <laughs> hey, that's pretty funny, though. No, not at all. But I wanted that's my gift. And it, Linda's probably going to go with us, too. Okay. And I don't think y'all mind that at all. Right. No, but this is further proof that she does not want to be in a car with us for a week. <laughs> yeah. Or I was thinking, how long would it take to drive? You know, it would take. I mean, nonstop. I drove to Colorado Springs nonstop four different times when I was in the Army, okay? Mm -hmm. It's 27 hours from Wilkes County to Colorado Springs. Vegas is a nut. You know what? I'm going to Google map this thing, okay? <clears throat> All I know is I'm one corned beef sandwich away from having murder charges. <laughs> you could achieve liftoff after about that second one. Driving <clears throat> from Kinston, North Carolina to Las Vegas, Nevada, 36 hours. And that's nonstop, 36 mm. hours. Well, hold on. 36 divided by three. That'd be 12 hours apiece. We could rent a big SUV. I, I'm not going to Vegas. I'm, it, I, even I if we rented a car. I appreciate the offer. I'm, I'm not going to Las Vegas. You're, are you afraid of Vegas? No, I'm just, you would have a much better time without me there. I promise you. I mean, dude, these are the cities we would drive through. Nashville. Uh, let's see who, what these other cities are. Uh, you would you wouldn't have to come up with another column for decades. Nah. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Albuquerque, New Mexico, dude. We would have so much fun, man. We would have so you know we would have a blast. I, I as soon as they hit Charlotte, I'm there, pal. 
I'm, what about Raleigh? They'd probably play Raleigh oh, well, before either, they any, play Charlotte. Anywhere within driving distance, I'm with That you. is driving distance. Yeah. This would be – I think it would be a great road trip. Well, I want to see him in Vegas. Okay, so he and I will go see him in Vegas, right. and then the three of us will go see him in, uh, in yeah, Charlotte I'll just or take Raleigh. Yeah, i And cash. <laughs> that's pretty funny that's pretty funny but uh okay. yeah i'm joking well then it looks like then it looks like me and you jonathan massey i'll do it and linda linda wants to go too or maybe i'll save linda for the charlotte trip maybe just you and i because i think you and i in vegas dude <laughs> we might not we had back. a blast in st save louis my, save my the money you would have spent on me for bail money <laughs> okay <laughs> i was about to say we might not come back out of shackles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But uh, it looks like it's going to be. And you know what they're doing? You'll get a kid. They're doing the Octoon Baby. They're they're doing the anniversary of the Octoon Baby. See, uh, a few years ago when they were doing Joshua Tree, I said I wish they would do Octoon Baby, and he said, "Oh, we'll never do that." I told you they were going to do. It. Well, okay. We I love you too. Y'all know that. Here's the part we need to talk about. This new album is coming out on March 17th. Mm-hmm. It's the, the reimagining of 40 U2 songs, and they've already released like four of them, okay? Uh, they've released one, uh, With or Without You. Uh, shoot, I can't remember the other two. If this album, hear me clearly, John Dawson, my dear friend and brother in arms, and Jonathan Massey, my adopted son, they're awful. All for all it's been, it sounds like he they get an acoustic guitar, Mm-hmm. And just Vegas Vegas eyes the song where it's like Bono kind of wailing a little bit, like we talked about yesterday. What Keith Spence said, dude, I have not been impressed with any of the four songs they've already released from it because it's a reimagining. You know what? If that's what the concert is going to be, and it's not, it's supposed to be kind of like what they did with the Joshua Tree, and we mm-hmm. went. Well, I saw two of those stops of uh, what they did and they was very cool they played the song straight i hope he doesn't get out there and start reimagining these songs on stage or i'm going to be very upset about our trip to vegas jonathan massey well you know say what you wanted to say you said i you was had just going to say you know when you get these fans <clears throat> who don't want to listen to anything new i'm not pointing at brian oh yeah i am yeah yeah you are <laughs> okay i'm just saying i don't know if it's they're out of songs or if they're you know they're trying to spoon feed people who won't listen to new stuff. It's odd. Now I have supported you too in their new music. I really have. I mean, I love songs of innocence and songs of experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to dismantle an atomic bomb? All the albums that since the big Octoon Baby and you Joshua even like the Apple Music release. I did like the Apple Music release. I mean, I I know I know, but I just. I got to tell you, John, and I figured this might shock you, but I don't like it. I mean, it's it's. It's, it's not necessary. It's very unnecessary. You know what? Let me find one. I want you to hear. One. So what you're saying is he's being sensible? Yeah, well, what I'm saying is, I mean, the Edge is one of my favorite guitarists, and I'd like to hear him come up. If, you got, if you're an artist, a fan of an artist, you want to hear their new work. I don't want to hear him just do old stuff all the time. But, you know, I'm weird, I guess. This is one from Songs of Surrender that's going to be coming out on March 17th, but obviously it's already been released. Is it getting better? I can't even listen to this. But do you feel the same? 
the only way the only way this would have been worth doing is if they reissued did an anniversary edition of the album and included this as bonus or something. This sounds like a demo. One love. In just a second, Larry Mullen's gonna come out and start scatting. Wow. <laughs> this sounds like a demo. Is what it sounds like. He wailed. Did you hear him wailing? Yeah. So you're saying Keith Spence was right? Keith Spence was right. I just, I don't understand. What, what, are, what are they doing? Like, they're, they're, they're one, two steps away from spoken word. Well, the sick, they're like slam poetry. The signature of their sound is the edge, and he's not even on the track. Thank you. He's probably playing the piano, but still. Anyway, we should probably. I know, I know, but I want to give you one more. Here is With or Without You, which sounds almost exactly. See the stones sit in your eyes. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Should I wait? Should I wait? We even changed the words of the song right there. No, it's, it's should I oh, wait. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. He didn't change the words. He's just singing them strangely. The amount of work they put into re-recording these that didn't need re-recording, they could have just done a new album. I hope this is going to charity or something, because if not, this is the most atrocious money grab I've ever seen. John, I mean, who's a bigger U2 fan in your life than me? No one. This is crap. Apparently, Bono. This is crap. I, and I'll just call it for what it is, dude. I'm a U2 and fan. And I'm scared to death that we're going to... I know you are, and you've always supported me in my U2 fandom. Yes. But I have, I'm have. i scared to death, Jonathan, since John's not going to go with us to Vegas. <laughs> But Jonathan, you know, you and I have seen them twice together or three times together. I know. Did twice, we see? Okay. Twice. Yeah. We, we saw them in Raleigh. St. Louis and Raleigh. In Raleigh, yeah. Um, or St. Louis and Raleigh, yeah. I've seen them 27 times since 1987 or since 1988, okay? I've, and I'm scared to death. And I want to see them at the Spear. I'd like to think that they're going to. But if they start singing, I'm telling you, you know how you pick on me? When Boston started playing songs from their new album, and I went to the bathroom, me and the eighty-five percent of the rest of the crowd <laughs> up in Raleigh, and I had to pee in a sink because there was so such a All long right, line waiting outside. Pee. Stop saying pee. Okay, sorry. Anyway, dude, I will be visiting the restrooms at the MGM Spear if the they start singing. Time. I'm being serious, dude. If you spend that kind of money and they do these. <laughs> I know um, I'm going to be. And they do these uh, Wayne Newton versions of these songs. Wayne Newton. That's a very good. I'm, I'm being sincere. Mm-hmm. That's a very good way to put it. That's all. I just gave you two examples. They've got two other songs. I, and it's the same thing. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're, it's like they're taking the rock and roll out of their songs. Is that a thing? Is rock and roll evil now? Dude, I don't know. Am I going to. They've got an album of 40 songs that they've done this stuff to. I don't know if I want to spend the money 
Because I thought about, I was looking forward because they're, they're releasing it like what you're doing with Third and Never. They're releasing it on vinyl too. Yeah. You know, I thought, you know what? I'm going to get the vinyl version because I can always listen to the other songs on Apple Music or on Spotify or mm-hmm. something like that. I'm going. God, we need to get into the birthday game. But I uh, was. I'm going to buy. I, I guess I'll still buy it. But mm-hmm. John, um, what, dude, you're our music expert. What in the world? Well, I, I I like you two, but I the main reason I like you two is because I want to hear the Edge's guitar, and it's I didn't hear it in any of those songs. Somebody strumming an acoustic, I could I mean I could have done that, and you wouldn't have known the difference. The other two songs are the exact same way, which leads me to believe Jonathan Parrott Dawson that all forty songs on this reimagined well, that's, that's album are going to be that li- way. That's why I hated No Line on the Horizon. They just Oh, the edge is the, the main sound, so let's just take him away. I, I don't. Anyway, you know what? We've talked way too so much. Ever since about their this. manager died, they seem to have been in a free fall, just like the Beatles when Epstein died. It's just yeah, Brian Epstein, not recently. I know, I know who. You are. <laughs> I, I heard a joke coming, so I was trying to hit it off. I went ahead and hit the yeah, uh, yeah. The, the thing for you there. Okay, uh, so there you go, Jonathan. I am going to take you to Vegas. You and I, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if Linda would want to go with you and I. Maybe it'll just be you and I, but definitely when they get closer. John Dawson? If they get closer, I'm going if they're playing the and songs I will take the right way. If and they're I will playing take the songs the right way. Well, very good. <laughs> well, dude, I'm disgusted. I mean, I don't know any other way to put it. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I don't uh, get it. What if I don't the who did it? They I wouldn't. Would. That's they just wouldn't. it. Would they? I think mean, Townsend has released his demos for the songs, but it's interesting to hear how they started because he's at home. He plays the drums and bass and everything. It's, it, that's interesting, but he's not putting it out as the who. It's like a side project. It's crazy. Separate. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's totally all about money. That's for sure. Okay. Man, we've gone this long. We are just now getting into the birthday game, so we've got to bust through this, guys. Uh, tell us about uh, – you won yesterday, John Dawson. Tell us about uh, Goico Office Automation, the title sponsor of the birthday game. Well, Gawika was run by Jacques Pasileg, and even though uh, he is just as successful as you two, he's not dumb enough to mess with a winning formula. Uh, Jacques is not going to start selling you um, old calculators and stuff from the 1970s. He's selling you stuff from the future that you don't even know exists. How do you like that? I love it. Uh, Jacques uh, runs a great company. He's a great businessman. Uh, if you go down there and see him within minutes you'll be making more money than you were when you went in back to you brian no and i agree with you wholeheartedly and i'm still buzzing off the uh ribbon cutting you had on tuesday Mm -hmm. it was awesome and uh a lot of people were very impressed by that and just was uh honored to be a part of that so uh again if you want to improve your office the way uh, i have improved this office with a piece of goico office automation product over here my canon mf420 copier Mm -hmm. how can you do that jonathan massey well you give jock a call at 252 252 286 286 53 53 54 54 there you go and can't you get online also yeah you visit his website at goeco.com or what is goeco.com there you go and you can be just as cool as me john and jonathan hey uh, let's jump into our birthday game you get to go first jonathan uh, parrot dawson uh, this is a. This came out in 2017. He's one of the up and coming, uh, great uh, pop stars out there. I guess it's. You said that with a straight face. I kind of like him. There, I've, I know about three of his songs. I like all of them. I don't know. He's not the weekend. No. But it's. Well, I figured you would know. You should probably tell us since we're over time. Yeah, we are. 
Oh, oh, Mr. Haircut. He is Mr. Haircut. This is uh, his biggest song uh, to this day. This guy? Shape of you. This guy? That? This guy here? This guy? Is that him? Is that him? Look at the picture. Oh, John Dawson right now is pulling his bangs over his eyes, much the way Ed Sheeran does his. But today is his birthday, though, over there, uh, John Dawson. How old today is Ed Sheeran? 34. You say 34. What about you over there, Mizzle? 33. He was born February the 17th in the year of the Lord, 1991. So he's 32 today. Congratulations, uh, Jonathan Massey. You get that. You take a one. I'm in love with your body. No one's ever used that line before ever in a song, have they? The only thing he's ever done that I enjoyed was he did the soundtrack for uh, The Hobbit, Desolation of Smaug. Was it an instrumental soundtrack? What did he sing? No, but it was very. I don't. It had. It, there was a sound to it. It's nothing like this crap. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I like him. Like I said, but there's only. I'm not a huge. He's not one of my five all time favorite artists, but I, I can listen to the three songs that I know by him. Now, this next band, or the singer, the lead singer of this band, I have seen them in concert. Love this. Oh, Green Day. Green Day. I don't think we've ever talked about Green Day, have we? I don't mind them. I mean, they Rolling Stone said they were the next Who. I think that was a bit much, but they Probably. do encore with the Who song, a quick one, while he's away. Which, when we saw the Who do it, you, your head almost exploded. I know, dude. I, I love the Who, man. Well, I'm just saying it's, it's a, like a, a eight, nine minute song, and you were like, "What is this?" I said, "It's a song." Oh, <laughs> I saw these guys. I got to tell you. God, we're so far over, but I'll just tell you real quick. I saw them, oh my God, I don't know, 1992 or 1993. So I was probably 24, 25 years old on holiday. Oh, sorry. Uh, it was all teeny boppers and preteens at yeah. the show, and I felt like I'm 24, 25 years old, and I felt like a dirty old man going to that show, dude. <laughs> I'm not joking, man. I mean, I did. I felt, and I went with a buddy of mine who was a big Green Day fan, too. It was at the show. It wasn't even at the Hornets Coliseum. It was at their little atrium thing, because they were just coming out. They weren't that big, and oh my God. they. I guess they were selling their stuff to preteens at the time and i really did i mean i kept my hands above my head the whole time because i didn't want anybody <laughs> to <laughs> you know hey, you think it? i'm joking <laughs> these little 12 year olds trying to dress like 18 year olds oh, and it was disgusting right. man yeah, it was disgusting anyway today is billy joe armstrong's birthday mm. on holiday that's good guitar work right there dude he's just playing some chords it's not that big of a deal <laughs> Let me have fun, okay? I love sure, Green Day. I do love Green Day. But uh, you, Jonathan Massey, Billy Joe Armstrong's birthday is today. How old is he today? Uh, 51. How in the world did you? Was that a guess or did you know? Well, based on your story, I just did some rough. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Sorry. I, mean, I love this part. That bass, man. It sounds like you had a lot of fun at that concert. I did not. I know. Hold on. They know the song. Let's go. <laughs> I know it's Friday and you want to get out of here. Okay, let's at least listen to this bridge part. No We're, okay. over We're over time. You're breaking his heart. Full tower. You better, not, you better not cut this one short on the air. I will not. I won't. <laughs>
You know how I found not to cut them short? Hold on. Play them at the beginning of the show? No, play them in the first hour, and then if I go over a little bit into the second hour, it's not that big a deal. It's when I play it last is when I get in trouble. If I plan on playing the birthday game to, uh, to end the second hour, that's when I get in trouble a lot of times. But not on this one, though, because it's awesome. Okay, so uh, you lead two to nothing. Jonathan Massey, it goes to you, uh, John Dawson. Arguably, and I want to see who you guys name here, especially you being a big sports fan, Jonathan. He's arguably the greatest running back of all time. He retired in his prime. Jim Brown. See, I didn't even have to say in 1965, he retired in his prime from the Cleveland Browns, the great Jim Brown. And, dude, that's before my time, before I was even born. So, for, is that who you were going to say, John Dawson? I would uh, possibly, I just because Richard Pryor talked about him a lot. Yeah, Jim Brown. I mean, I, obviously, I never saw him play live because he stopped playing four <clears> years <throat> before uh, I was even born. But, man, I'm telling you, everybody just talks about the people who saw him. He was the greatest. And mm-hmm. here's what's crazy. When you see him like at Super Bowls, when you get his age, when you hear his age, if you guys guess what, it's going to blow your mind. He looks great. He Now, don't get it twisted. It doesn't look like he can put the pads back on and get out there and hit him at his age that he is now. But... He doesn't look like he's far from it either, though. He was in a Tim Burton movie, Mars Attacks. That's right. He was Pam Greer's husband in Mars Attacks. Mm. Easy. Lucky. I know. Easy. I love Pam Greer, man. Whose guess you know is this. it? Uh, George, Yours. you're down two to nothing, so you got to get this. Uh, hey, Linda. Jeez. Oh, sorry. I just blew their ears out. Sorry, baby. All right. <laughs> back to the show. Yeah, we're back to the show. Sorry about that. 80. You say 80. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Is 85 the right answer? It is not. He was born February the 17th, uh, 1936. He's 87 today. Wow. Wow. So, we'll we'll get to it here in a second. But 87. And I saw him on the Super Bowl this past weekend. He looks like he's in his 50s. I'm 54. If you put me beside Jim Brown, there are people who would say, I look older than Jim Brown. I can see that. (laughs) No. Okay. Well. Brian Hanks, world-class athlete. Brian <laughs> Hanks, world-class athlete. That's 31 years older than me. Oh, he could still kick my butt, though. I guarantee you at 87, he would. He, he ain't butt. catching me. I, you, Dude, you don't know. I'll take that knee out. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, wait a minute. You know what this means? You just got that, Jonathan Massey. It means sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. Jonathan Massey is up three to nothing. He's already clinched the day, and he's got a perfect game going here. And he gets to go to you. Oh, man. Get get it ready. Get get your growl ready. <coughs> yeah, okay. clear yourself. I loved her in Major League and the Lethal Weapon movies. She was – you know who she is. Oh, um, Musa, uh, Russo. Um, I can't think You're of almost her. there. Renee Russo. Renee, Renee Russo. Russo. Dude, yeah, dude. She was hot. Yeah. In the Thomas Crown Affair, I've I, seen it. It's a remake. Yeah, but it, but you saw her, right? Yes, I've seen the original and that one. Okay, I need it. Give it to me, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. I need, I need the. <laughs> there you go. When he throws the paw in there too, it makes it that much better. Okay, uh, Renee Russo, you, Jonathan Massey, it's your turn. Sixty-eight. You say sixty-eight. John Dawson, how old is the beautiful, lovely Renee Russo? Sixty-nine. She was born February the seventeenth in the year of our Lord nineteen fifty-four. She is indeed sixty-nine years old today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you broke up his perfect game there too, uh, John Dawson. It goes to you. 
Okay, we said the greatest running back of all time. How about just the greatest basketball player in the history of this universe? Today is his birthday, John it's Dawson. Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. Today is Michael Jordan's birthday. And don't don't even freaking come to me. Oh, we got to cut this short. Don't come to me with, oh, LeBron James or oh, somebody LeBron else. LeBron couldn't carry Michael's luggage. There I you like go. That. There you go. I don't even know if he's top three or four. Charles Barkley had him at number seven. Had LeBron at number seven, which just well, makes me Charles love Charles. Would, Charles would know better than me. Yes, he would, which just makes me love Charles Barkley that much more. But today, uh, and I hate that we're running out of time here, but Michael Jordan's birthday today. How old is he? 59. You say 59. Uh, Jonathan Massey. 60. He was born indeed on February the 17th, 1963. So he hits the big 6-0 today. And you know what? He's still at age 60, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. He's still better than half the league right now. <laughs> I bet you could put Jordan back in there. And I, is he going to do Air Jordan stuff? No. And dunk? No, but I bet you he would still average 15 he would, points he a would, game right now. He would now. find a way to score. He would still average 15 points a game for somebody right now mm -hmm. at age 60. Am I wrong? No. Happy birthday, Air Jordan. Uh, today is also Wally Pipp's birthday, and we don't have time to get into all that. He was a, the, You know the story. Jonathan Massey. Uh, can't say I did. Wally Pipp, he was the one that repla or that uh, Lou Gehrig replaced. Wally Pipp was, and I did such a deep dive into this, and I hate that word. I don't get to use any of my we'll research here. We'll bring it up here. tomorrow. Well, Monday, you mean. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, listen, uh, if today is your birthday, like Air Jordan and like the greatest running back of all time, Jim Brown, and like Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day, have a great birthday. We'll see you Monday on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And again, I want to thank our good friend Jacques Passelet and GoEco Office Automation for sponsoring the birthday game. But I am back here live in Garner with Paul Whittington with Skull. With Scott, Scott, I did it again. Skull. Skull, Skull Whittington. But just real quick, I want to talk college bas uh, baseball, but I did want to say, do you guys agree with me? Right now, if Michael Jordan laced him back up and went to the NBA, he would average double-digit scoring. I yep. Maybe not 15 points. He would average 10 to 12 points a game right now. Yep. Yes yeah, or no? I think he could. Yeah. yeah. He's just that good. I don't know if he could still dunk. I know somebody had a video of a couple of years ago where he did a dunk at age 58. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Scott Whittington. You have waited an hour and 50, almost an hour and 54 minutes to talk some college baseball. Paul and I are turning over the floor to you. Take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, the road to Omaha starts today. 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 Today, Junior. <laughs> the number 11 ranked East Carolina Pirates will kick off their season against the George Washington Colonials. Mm -hmm. And today. I thought they were the George Washington Cherry Trees. Don't know. But Carter Spivey <laughs> will get the ball today for the East Carolina Pirates, who had a perfect 8-0 record last year. The Pirates look to uh, kick the door in. And what, what a year it would be if the Pirates kicked the door in in 2023. Yep. 23-23. Any opening weekend's better, better than the one they had last year. Yeah, when they started 0-3, yeah. and I, that's one of the questions. Thank you, Paul. That's exactly the question I was getting ready to ask Scott. Well, you know, we had uh, uh, Cliff Godwin on. We had uh, Scott Scooter Rogers on. Both of them said the same thing. I guess you're going to – they cannot get off to the start that they did last year, can they? They can't. They can't. And um, I, I don't think – I think this team, especially the pitching staff, is different. I mean, same guys, but you, they're more prepared. They're stronger. They know what happened last year. They're hungry. Well, and just people that were, forget about last year, I mean, they made it all the way. They hosted a Super Regional, mm -hmm. were, what, six or seven outs away from making it to the College World Series yeah. before everything imploded on them against Texas. 
but uh, that 20-game winning streak, all that. But, man, the season, it was a bad start to the season last year. It was. It was. And, and there were times where people didn't think they were even going to make tournament. Yeah. They dropped out of the top 25. They made a comeback into the top 25. People are like, all right, where are we going for a regional? Well, not only did they make the tournament hosted, they were a national eight seed for a super regional. So that's one of the best turnarounds I've seen in a college baseball season, even coming up short of, of the goal, and that's going to Omaha. Still one of the best turnarounds I've seen in college baseball. I love that was it. the Bryant Bulldogs mm-hmm. last Bryant year. Bryant Bulldog. Bulldogs, who will open their season against High Point later today. Wow. I wonder why ECU didn't schedule them again this year. I can't imagine why. <laughs> you can't blame them, though, I guess. Uh, expectations then, Scott, for uh, ECU. Expectations. Uh, is this the year? I think this is the year. I think this is You're the getting year, a tattoo with us, too. Yes, sir. I, I will get one. Uh, Paul? There's tattoos? Yes, you know about the tattoo. Danny Rice is getting a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Cliff Godwin is coming to Kinston mm-hmm. and getting a tattoo in downtown Kinston with us. It's going to be fun. We're going to have as a group. Freedom Classic next week, uh, Scott Weddington. Freedom Classic next week uh, between the Air Force Falcons and the Navy Midshipmen. Always look forward to that weekend. So special. Next week on the here on the Brian Hank Show, it's going to be a great week yep. uh, leading up to that. But, hey, let's take a look at where Air Force and Navy are this weekend. They are. Uh, Air Force will open up in the first ever Liberty Classic in te- in Texas this weekend against Army, um, and before coming to Kinston, go they will, Army! And before coming to Kinston <laughs> on Monday, Monday uh, Air Force will take on the national last year's national runner-up, the Oklahoma Sooners in uh, at Oklahoma, and Navy actually opening up against number nineteen Virginia today in Charlottesville. Wahoo, wah, baby! That game was moved to Charlottesville due to weather in uh, Wilmington today. After that game, uh, Navy and Virginia will both make their way down to Wilmington, and Navy will take on UNCW and Ohio to close out the weekend in Wilmington. And on Tuesday, they will take on Georgetown before heading uh, back down this way. Excited. We're going to have uh, Coach Kozlowski uh, from Air Force. We're going to have uh, Kostakopoulos on from uh, Navy. We're going to have Bill Ellis and Corey Povar next week here on the show. We're going to have Scott Austin and Josh Bass, uh, Catherine Pearson on Monday, uh, Perry Tindall on Monday, uh, Paul Whittington on Monday. Monday. We're just going to – I'm telling you, man, next week is going to be a – Monday, (laughs) That's pretty good. We're going to have a a heck of a week here next week. But I tell you what, we had a heck of a week this week here on the Brian Hanks Show. We had a double dose of Paul Whittington. You can't get too much Paul Whittington, right? You really can't. And before before you go anywhere, I'm taking uh Yeah, well, let's pick our, our official yep. racers, and we're going to get Jason Bryant. Jason, if you're listening, send it to me here in the next minute and a half who you're picking, but we'll get it officially from him. Who do you have? Uh, we, we can only pick the same driver twice. Twice. Okay, yes. well, we'll go ahead and get this out of the way. I think he's due for a win in this race. He's going to be making his debut with Richard Childers Racing. I uh, looked fast in the duels, was fast in qualifying until he got wrecked out yesterday. I'm going Kyle Busch. You're going Kyle Busch. Scott Whittington, who you got? This guy's had some great runs at Daytona, came up short last year. I think he gets it done this time. Some might say this is a homer pick. I'm going Bubba Wallace. It is a homer pick, but there's nothing wrong with that. That is uh, who you pull for, and I'm throwing you guys a curve. I'm going Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin, who's won the uh, Daytona 500 three times. I think he's going to make it a fourth. Maybe the FedEx car delivers. There you go. I like it. I like it. Listen, 
I was struggling coming in this morning. Like I said, doing the show live here from Garner, Paul Whittington. Thank you for you set everything up in yep. here. I appreciate Thank it. You. Scott Whittington, I appreciate you. I appreciate you going to go get us breakfast here in Biscuitville here in a few minutes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> there you go. We're going to go to Fan Fest today. We're going to have a great time. Listen, thank you again to Luke and Joey Cannon. Thank you to Paul Whittington, Scott Whittington, all our other guests we had on this week. <sighs> I'm going to go take a nap. Hey, everybody, have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Woo! <laughs>